Truck Month is on now. Get 1.49% financing for up to 72 months on a 2022 Chevrolet Silverado 1500. Plus, eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select trucks. Conditions apply. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. When you want an easy way to feel like a chef in your own home, try Blue Apron's two and four serving menu plans so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW recommended, and more. Get $130 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com slash blueculinary. The Pescom Report is sponsored by High and Happy Catering out of Springfield, Massachusetts. Their chef, Michael Best, can cook anything you want with or without being infused with cannabis. Check out some of what they make on their Instagram at High and Happy Catering or call them at 413-785-8999. You'll be happy you did. Pesky Report, a podcast for Red Sox fans. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pesky Report. I'm Ed Hand, and I'm here with my good friends, Brady. How you doing, Brady? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty excited for tonight. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. And I'm also here fresh from the pool with Brad, our very <laughs> own Brad, who uh, ran straight here out of, I assume he is still in a wet bathing suit. Um, how you doing, Brad? I feel like I haven't seen you in a few weeks. I'm not wearing a bathing suit. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I am in clean clothes. Let's just say that. Only, only the best, because we have a guest here today, as you probably assumed when you clicked the title for this. We are with high A uh, Greenville uh, pitcher, Brendan Salucci. How are you doing, Brendan? I'm doing great. Um, we just got off a nice little series win, and uh, I'm, I'm more than excited to meet with you guys and talk some baseball or whatever you guys want to talk about. Oh, we've All got- right, let's, talk, let's, let's talk about the sweltering heat here. <laughs> I don't know if I want to talk about that. You want you want to hear something crazy? We just uh, in the middle of our game today, it just started pouring out of nowhere, and like it didn't last long, so like we were fine to play. But the heat that came right after, oh my gosh, we were all the, there. We were, we were sitting there in the bullpen. It felt like we were in an oven. It was ridiculous. Is oh. it the heat or the humidity? Because it, it was the humidity. For sure. I can't stand the humidity. I, mm-hmm. If it's ninety-eight degrees and it's just like no humidity or whatever, or very low humidity, I'm fine. But mm-hmm. once we get that humidity level up, I'm crying like a little girl. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. And it, it was funny because earlier today we're out there warming up and there's a nice breeze and all. And it's we're like, oh, finally this week we're going to have like a 
a more chill day, but oh my gosh, that it, it went from zero to a hundred real quick. <laughs> As the oldest guy on this pod, uh, <laughs> I'm going the other way. Like I was in blazing heat the other day. I was like, this is so much better than winter. Like <laughs> give me this every day. I'm in shorts and flip flops. That's great. I might be in the minority here, but I'd rather it be cold. I can put more clothes on. I can't take more clothes off. <laughs> yeah. I'm in favor of heat. I, you know, lived out in Arizona for a bit. I, I can do that pretty well. Get it, it, as soon as it gets below 40, I'm kind of miserable. So, yeah. you know, this is I'm, I, I can live with this. I, I can't say I um, have enjoyed uh, almost dehydrating every time I step outside, but I can live with that. <laughs> Now you went to you went to school out uh, in New Orleans, right? I did. Yeah, I went to Tulane University. How does this compare to the heat there? Uh, it's quite similar. I mean, uh, the the one thing that the one thing that was tough about uh, Tulane was we had an all turf field, so it would kind of like bounce off the ground and like hit you twice. Um, uh, but I mean, besides that, it, it never got too bad. the The interesting thing about uh, Tulane was just like the um, the rain, uh, the rain would come very sporadically, just at, at random times. Sometimes I'd go into class one day and I'd come out and I have to take my shoes off because the water was up like two feet. It, it was ridiculous, but I never really had a problem with the heat down there. How did you end up out there? Um, so I was originally committed to Miami. That was, that was my dream school. And, um, we, uh, I, I decommitted from there and it, there weren't, um, baseball, obviously at this point, uh, they're, they're starting to recruit earlier and earlier. And so there weren't too many options left. And, um, I, I'm, I, I'm not, not gonna like lie or anything like that. I don't come from like a very like wealthy family. So we had to like make do with like probably what was the best offer and, uh, Tulane, was awesome enough to give me a very good offer, a very good scholarship. And I was, I, I took an official visit there and I was like, this place is a great school, great education, good baseball, and it's New Orleans. So let's do it. <laughs> Can I ask? I'm just, while you were there? Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, I'm just curious. Just, yeah, sorry, Brady. <laughs> just, Raise I was your just hands. thinking, you, you met my son, you know, and, and he's, you know, the young guy really getting into baseball playing now. Yeah. So you move pretty far from from home to go to college. Mm-hmm. Is this the first time that you're you're playing a lot of baseball games without your your parents, you know, and, and family there? And, and and if so, how was that? Um, I never really had a, a problem with that in high school. I would like obviously I'm from up north, so there uh, wasn't too many big tournaments during the summer. The, uh, all the big tournaments would be in Georgia and Florida, stuff like that. So I was pretty used to traveling and traveling on my own, even at, at the high school age. Um, I knew I always wanted to go down south to play baseball, um, and, and they knew that as well, and they always supported me on that. Um, so it wasn't really a big change. I, I'm kind of used to uh, I'm used to being like kind of independent in that aspect. And I think it's, uh, it's, it, it's definitely helped me grow for the better. Cool. I'm going to do the raise the hand thing. Now, yeah, that's that was probably the way to go. <laughs> uh, so I, I was looking up some things, uh, on you in on baseball reference. They got you as a pitcher, a center fielder and a left fielder. Is there like were you playing all three of those? 
Absolutely not. I have no idea why that's up there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but honestly, it's, it's pretty funny because um, uh, I love – the outfield. I love during batting practice. You shag balls. I'm running, I'm running out there. I'm trying to make great plays and all that. I'm jumping up against the wall. And yeah, I mean, I can't hit like for crap. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I, like, typical of a pitcher. I'm the last person you want in the box. Unless but, you're Otani. Uh, I, I do. I can track down some balls. I do love that. So anytime I see that on the bat- baseball reference, I'm like, we can keep that up there. <laughs> that sounds good. I, I, do you, do you look yourself up there a lot? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, the, the, like, I think everybody does. We always like are wondering like what our stats are at, at certain points, just to try to see like, like we how much it, like if we had a good outing, like it's sometimes nice to see your ERA go down. Like that's I, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I do that, and I'm pretty sure every other pitcher does, and probably hitters with their average as well. You ever go on there and just be like, oh, that's bullshit. I shouldn't have been charged for that ERA. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. There are some times where, uh, where I, uh, I look at it and I'm like, damn, man. Like, if only, if, if only I, like, struck this one guy out or if, like, this one thing happened, things would be so much different on this page. But, um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, like, you can't, like, the past is the past. You, it, it like whatever happened, happened, and we just got to move forward. So there you go. It's a good way to look at things. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. What stat do you look at for yourself? Like, which one? It, what do you look at first? What's the one that speaks to you as a reliever that that you really get? You know, that's the important one. To be quite honest with you, I love looking at my case per nine. That, that's. Nice. Uh, um, I mean, uh, honestly, I, I have been. Um, known to walk a good amount of people. Um, that's something that I'm definitely working on. I, I can't, I can cause a little more trouble, uh, for myself in that aspect. Um, so I, I always try to like keep those like low. And, um, as long as I'm keeping, and my, my college coach told me this, he said, if you're going to walk a lot of guys, you better strike out a lot of guys. <laughs> so if I'm coming out of a game with like a walk, I better have at least two strikeouts. <laughs> yeah, looking at your, your stats from last year, you had 28 walks, but 59 strikeouts, mm-hmm. uh, and 37 and a third innings. So I guess, I guess you took what your uh, coach said to heart. Yeah, for sure. We just got to get the ERA down more. <laughs> now, is, is, is that a stat that you pitchers actually like pay attention to? Because you hear nowadays, like people are just like, oh, ERA doesn't matter. Is that um, something that you look at as a pitcher? Well, I think the, the tough part is, is that um, those stats come from each individual uh, affiliate scorekeeping. So mm-hmm. it honestly depends on who's score, like, scorekeeping and there can be some times where they they say something's a hit instead of an error and uh it ends up being an earned run or an unearned run and so i think you i mean obviously what's more most important to me is the red sox organization and they know like how i pitch i don't really care what like people see from my stats as long as i'm doing what they're they're telling me to do but there are definitely instances where guys ERAs can like like are a little, like they can maybe be a little different depending on who's keeping the book. Fair enough. Now you mentioned that it's different scorekeepers for each uh, each group. Now, mm-hmm. is there any specific stat that you found the Red Sox have emphasized more than anything else, or is it uh, kind of just a sum of all parts? 
No, I, I think the one thing they emphasize us at the beginning of each year is um, is just uh, about like keeping the ball over the plate, like especially with our off speed stuff as well. Um, I think that a lot of times people pay, uh, especially with minor leaguers, they pay a little too much attention to stats. Um, when like guys can like we've had guys that have gone out and pitched really well, but we have a large bullpen. So if a guy pitches well but can only throw two innings, has like a, a run, that's a 4.50 ERA. When he went out there and he did his thing, he did really well. Um, so I mean, it, it, it like I think one thing that we they just they just preach to us is just the to keep the ball over the plate and good things will happen and and I think that's what we've been doing really well um, uh, from like low A to triple A. All right. Well, nobody else is saying anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you were born in Philly. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm assuming were you a Phillies fan? Yeah, yeah, I, I was a Phillies fan growing up. It was really, I was, um, I was only ten years old when we won the World Series uh, back um, when Cole Hamels was there, when Ryan Howard was there, all those guys, and it, it was really something special to watch. And um, I told these guys a little earlier, I uh, I grew up a Red Sox fan as well, so I had my NL team and the AL team, and that, that's um, real funny. Yeah, growing up and watching like those two teams play. You can really tell that there's like a sense of camaraderie that they preach in those organizations. Um, I, I mean, I know firsthand now for the Red Sox, but um, yeah, definitely, it, it seemed like it was more than just like make getting your paycheck. It, it seemed like it was really about winning for the, the, those organizations, and it's definitely something that I care about a lot as well, and have learned from that. I find that I find that extremely funny because I thought I was like one of very few people that like had had their favorite NL team and then they mm-hmm. had their favorite AL team. Yeah. It's my favorite NL team was the San Francisco giants. Mm. And that was before they started winning the, uh, you know, they went and won the world series with Brian mm-hmm. Wilson, who was crazy as hell. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's cool. It, it, Brandon, I wanted to know, uh, when did you start playing, playing baseball? Uh, was was it the only sport? You know, usually I hear like, no, nah, it was this and that. But what, and also, when did you know? Don't I'm pretty you good say at it. baseball. Don't say it. Don't it, say it. So it, it, I actually I've heard this question a couple times, and I love. I wish I could get my mom on here to tell this story. <laughs> she loves this story. But when I was like three or four years old, um, we had a me and my neighbor had a snowball fight. And from across the yard, I took this, like, ice ball and launched it across the yard and hit him right in the nose. And he had, like, a bloody nose everywhere. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And, like, his dad's like, oh, no, he's fine. Like, you got to go play baseball, man. (laughs) And that was when when they knew. Like, baseball tryouts were right after that. I I got right into t-ball. Um... My parents always knew that, like from like my arm, that I, I was probably going to be a pitcher from like day one, which was really cool. So I actually started um, pitching when I was like younger than the rest of the guys, like that that were um, that like the age group that got up to um, like uh, from machine pitch to regular pitching. So I was I was always kind of like the younger guy on the team, so I never really kind of stood out too much. But right when I got to around um like 16 i uh, like 15 16 was when i really started getting like bigger and stronger and throwing harder 
And uh, that was when I really started to shine. Like that was when I, I, I kind of knew like, Hey, I'm going to be able to go to college for this definitely. And I, I can make, a, I can make a run for the pros. So how, uh, how come you were the, you were in the younger level for, for it? Were you just, was your arm just better than, than them or? Uh, well, actually it was mostly because I, uh, so I graduated, or I didn't graduate. <laughs> I left preschool early and I was, so I was the always the youngest kid in my grade. So I was always kind of like, like the kids were older than me that were in my grade. And my parents were like, we're not going to make him play with the young, the kids that are his age when he goes to school with all these kids. So I got to play with my friends and, but with, like with that, I was always playing up. Yeah, that that happened to me also. I was always the youngest person in the grade from mm-hmm. similar part of the country as you. So that's. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if that's just like uh, we're basically your... twins. That's yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> I could I could totally see it. So who were you, who were your uh, who were the players that you looked up to uh, when you were younger? Like um, who were you like? I want to be that guy. Yeah, it definitely developed as I got older. Um, but it started off with Cole Hamels because he was the lefty for the Phillies and all. And I, I'm, I was a lefty – or I am a lefty, so always, like, watching him growing up um, kind of mimicked him. And then um, it started to become more of who do I, like, love watching compete? Who do I love watching, like, play the game? And uh, for a while it was Jose Fernandez because that guy, you could just tell, he – he went out there and he wanted to win and he was having a good time doing it. Like he wasn't afraid to have fun out there. And I think that's something that kind of gets lost when you start like kind of like making money in this game is that some guys are just kind of more focused on that rather than like, look, it's, it's still a game. We're still having fun out here. Um, And I try and do that. Like knowing like at the end of the day, like whether it's a good game or a bad game, like I'm, I'm playing a kid's game out here. Like you, you, you should try and your best to have your fun. And um, also I love watching Max Scherzer. That guy is absolute dog on the mound and watching him compete. It's just, it's stellar. It's awesome. I got to, I got to see him do a rehab start uh, in Hartford mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago. And I've never seen the park that packed. Oh, uh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> there, was, there was literally no seats available. Yeah. And if you hear some stories about him, like that man, uh, I, I think the one, like the greatest respectable thing about him, which I try and bring into my life is he does not care what anyone else thinks of him. He okay. does what works for him. And that's something that I try and preach to any kids that like ask questions about that. Like that guy will, like I've heard a story that, he goes out and he'll throw his bullpens in full uniform. Yep. Like just full, full uniform. Garrett, Garrett and, Whitlock was mentioning something about that. And he mm-hmm. said that that's, that's what he's going to do from now on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like, like a lot of people, like if you're not Max Scherzer, if you're a younger guy coming up and you want to do that, people will laugh right in your face. But that's, that's, that's what makes Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer. Cause he doesn't give a crap what you think of him. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. 
Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. So before we uh, move past your the two land stuff, I'm just curious. Uh, there was a guy that I spoke to years ago who was another lefty who pitched for Tulane out of the bullpen uh, back in the 80s. And I'm just curious. I don't know if uh, the fraternity of them goes back that far, if you have, like, uh, former players coming in. But um, are you familiar with Kevin uh, Kevin Mahat? Uh, well, uh, I've probably, like, seen his name multiple times because the they, like – like Tulane loves advertising just as any other college does the guys that have made it to the pros. Um, but no, not a lot of guys come back. Uh, we've had a couple coaching changes in the past years and usually guys will come back to see their old coaches. Um, I know that like me and like guys like Cody Hosey, who's with the Dodgers, um, Caleb Roper and Chase Selesky, who are with the uh, White Sox. We like to go back just to see the guys that we know, but well, I, I feel like I'm kind of getting old because the last guys that I played with just graduated. So, uh, so yeah, not, not too many guys that I know back there, but it's always fun to go visit New Orleans. And, you know, it, like, you guys know how it is. Actually, New Orleans is one of the places that's always been on my bucket list uh, yeah. to go to. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, what was the coolest city that jumps out real quick? Um, that you've been to that, you know, that where has baseball taken you that you don't think you would have gone and you're like, wow, I could see myself really enjoying it there. I'll say uh, two places. Um, well, New Orleans for one, because I got to experience Mardi Gras there and Mardi Gras, <laughs> is, I, I don't think I've ever had more fun in my life than I did. How drunk did you get? <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> I do remember. Um <laughs> Uh, full, full How display. many beads did you get? <laughs> I, I have actually a video of me catching beads, and I'm, I was a lit, maybe a little intoxicated at the time, <laughs> and I'm just going crazy. And I remember I caught, they, they throw everything off those floats, like just any like they throw shoes off, like that they decorate and stuff. And I specifically remember there was this foam football, and me and just some random person on the other side of the street where all the floats are going by block eyes. And we're just throwing this football <laughs> back and forth throughout the entire parade over the floats. So and how many beers did you have? 30, 40. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're throwing a football across the street. With yeah. Somebody you don't know. Well, that's uh, cool though. Full disclosure with you guys. Actually, I, I'm not too into uh, drinking too much. I actually, I have epilepsy. 
Um, do you guys know okay. what that is? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've always had to kind of watch um, what I do. And it's honestly like it's been it, it was hard growing up uh, with it because I, I didn't I always thought like kind of like, why do I have to deal with this? But it's honestly helped me in a sense. Um, it, it's made me eat better, make sure to get my sleep, never drink too much, don't do drugs like that. So um, I think it's honestly helped impact my career. That's 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 good to hear. Um, but back and not to, the fa- not the fact you have epilepsy. But, <laughs> but back to your um, question, the other city I uh, well, I was in Scottsdale, Arizona last mm-hmm. year for uh, the Fall League and. That place is beautiful. I, I I was out there for three days, and I was like, I could definitely see myself living out here. Oh my God. I, I I went to Arizona State initially uh, when I was mm-hmm. going to college. Oh, and yeah. it was you know it was it was hard to leave. It's it's mm-hmm. just so, especially growing up in the Northeast, it's just so different out there. Uh-huh, Everything's sure. so new, and people are just really friendly. It's just a it's yeah. really great <laughs> spot. For sure, Brennan, can I ask you? Uh, sure. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to, right? Okay. Well, uh, what's the worst ballpark that you've been to yet going through? Like, I got the cities that you really loved, but is there a place that you went to? Maybe not ballpark, but let's just say like area where you went, you're like, this is not for me. <laughs> um, no disrespect to the organization because I know they're very good at development. And uh, I have a lot of friends in that organization, but I am not a fan of uh, the Tampa Bay Rays ballpark. <laughs> I, I think, like, I've gone in there a couple times. It's in the ground, and it has the, like, like it's inside. Why do you have a, like, closed-off ballpark in Florida? Like, I, I just, I, I don't get it. Hey, I'm not for nothing. I don't know if you've been to the Marlins Park. Mm-hmm. Beautiful park. Really? It's uh, it, it's got uh, one of those retractable roofs. Mm-hmm. See, like that makes sense, but I mean, I and like like I said, no disrespect, but it's also very small too. I I, um, I have to have to stop you. Uh, somebody, uh, one of our other co-hosts, actually just popped on. And he said because it rains every single day in the summer. <laughs> that's why they got the yeah yeah no but um yeah and 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 otherwise I mean like. I, I don't think there's really been a place I've been that I really didn't like. I'll tell you this. Um, another great organization, have friends there. But we went, we went to Asheville. Um, Asheville is the uh, high A for the Houston Astros. And <laughs> the field is 297 down the right field line and 310 <laughs> down the left field line and like three, 370 to center. I gave up a home run there that I thought was a fly ball the entire way last year. And I'm just like, I, every time we go to that ballpark, I'm just like, this is, this is a softball field. Or something. <laughs> like this is awful. And like, every time we go there, the pitchers are, are just like, Oh, not again. Like this is going to stink. And the thing is, is the Astros are so good at hitting there because all they do is they try and put the ball in the air. And if you put it in the air, whether it's a fly ball or not, it'll hit off the wall or go over. And it's just like, oh, my God, you guys are so annoying. <laughs> Good practice for a stay at something like Yankee Stadium where you can just hit a, mm-hmm. hit a fly ball out to that short porch. Uh, yeah, like that's the thing is, like, we got the monster, and the monster is very close. But at least it's, like, I don't even know how many feet high. Like, this place is, like, it's got the, a wall that goes all the way around that's probably, like, 15 feet up. And that's it. <laughs> 
that's good to know also just if uh, you see, oh, they're playing at Asheville today, so maybe take the, this, they gave up four home runs, maybe take that with a great assault. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, hey, hold on a second. Go ahead, Brad. You're, you're, you're number 11, right? I am number 11, yeah. Is there any significance to that number? Jeez, you have you have all the questions that my mom wants to answer, but I was born at eleven eleven in the morning on my parents' eleventh anniversary. Michael nice. Chavis would have an absolute blast with you. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, he is big on eleven eleven. Yeah, it's funny because I always like said that to like any time I try and get eleven. But we got uh, Rafi, who's got <laughs> 11. And so I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. So I hope I'll he's not going find a new number. <laughs> you can just go with, like, number one or something like that. Maybe, yeah. 74. There's 11. <laughs> or hey, one, uh, yeah, whatever. Brendan, I just want to ask, as a guy coming out of the bullpen, mm-hmm. um, you know, we kind of argue amongst each other uh, quite often about – the importance of a closer and guys having set roles and all that good stuff. Yeah. You as a professional pitcher, can you tell me, you know, do you see like, can you, do you think closer by committee could work? Do you think having set roles, uh, you know, like a real, like setup guy, closer, do you think those things are important or they're overblown and baseball is really moving? You know, where, where do you see it? I think um, the talent that comes out of bullpens now is more uh, kind of, equal uh when it comes to like if you look at the yankee like i love watching the yankees bullpen because every guy that comes out of that bullpen is gross like there there you could have any of those guys come in in the closer role and i hate that you're right yeah <laughs> you could have any of those guys come in and close the game out however i mean there are guys like craig kimbrell um and um and like Brian Wilson, when he was, who were just kind of like unstoppable. Like one thing I loved as a Phillies fan growing up um, was watching uh, Brad Lidge. He went mm. 48 for 48 one year. It saves. That's ridiculous. And I'm sorry, my, my girlfriend was calling me. Um, but yeah, it it was absolutely ridiculous. And you so keep ignoring you, that, she's going like to keep that. calling. <laughs> when you have a guy like that who's just absolutely like – has that mentality will come in and slam the door in your face every time. And you have that confidence in him. There's absolutely no reason to put anybody else in, in the ninth except that guy. I think that's a, that's a pretty good way of looking at it. That really, I guess my, my interpretation of that, if you, you know, if you have like a second tier type guy, then it's uh, that it's sort of irrelevant. But if you have that top tier elite closer, then of course you're going to have him slam the door there. Mm-hmm, absolutely. But I, um, I, I do think, uh, I do think sometimes, like when we come out of the bullpen, it's usually one, maybe two innings now. So there aren't really too many roles when it comes to it. There are some guys who are long relievers, but when you get to like the upper stages, you don't really like essentially, like most like starters go at least six, seven innings. So as long as like you have those guys that are ready to come in that day, I think you're mostly good. Now, you've also worked as a bit as an opener this year. Um, yeah. Have you found the preparation for that to be very different from uh, coming in in, like, the sixth or seventh inning? A hundred percent. I mean, um, there, there, there's a really big difference to knowing when you're going to pitch and um, kind of expecting when you're – like, expecting, like, an idea of when you're going to pitch. Um, I honestly struggled with that a little bit um, 
because I really like to kind of get in my zone, like just kind of like have that, like I'm, 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 I like to think I'm a nice guy. Um, but when I'm on the mound, like I like to like, like be like a dog and like be angry and stuff. But, um, and when I was starting, it was really easy to get there because I had all the time in the world to get ready. Sometimes when you're in the bullpen, it's a little tough. And one thing my pitching coach and I have gone over is like, I'm usually in the later innings. So around the fifth, sixth inning, if I'm hot that day, just start to get in that zone. Because like, obviously I'll talk to the other guys and stuff throughout the game, but when it comes to like maybe my turn to pitch and I might get that call, that's when I want to be ready. So it definitely is different. Um, it was a lot easier to get into that zone. But I mean, essentially, you like there's like I just enjoyed opening just because of the fact that I knew exactly when I was going to pitch. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, uh, you did the AFL last year. Additionally, yeah. you got to mm-hmm. go called to the Arizona Fall League. How was how was that experience? And what did uh, what did they tell you when they uh, when you found out you were going there? I was ecstatic. I think that that was um, one of like obviously we all have long term great goals. Um, that was a, a, like a smaller goal of mine. It's obviously an honor to go there because of like um, all the pe- like the people that have been there before and like how how uh, the talent level. And I think that was something that was really good was kind of um, like being able to face the best players throughout the minor leagues. That It was a lot of fun. Like I knew a lot of the names that were there and I got to go up against them. And it, it was kind of like a, a little bit of like facing, like being in like big league games because a lot of the guys that were there have made their debuts this year and guys that I faced have made their debuts this year. So it was a, it was a great experience. Um, like I said, I loved Scottsdale. It was fun. And um, it, it was a nice way to end off the year. Can you tell me, I'm always curious as a, as a reliever, um, coming in with runners on mm-hmm. or starting the inning clean? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. How much different is it for you, you know, as a pitcher, uh, the mindset, you know, kind of going in, uh, is, is there a big difference between comfort level? Does one get you a little more amped up? Like, um, I, I think, I think the, the biggest key to be a great reliever in this game is to not let any situation change you. Um, not to say that I haven't fell victim to that at some points, um, we faced Bowling Green a couple weeks ago and, uh, we were in a big spot. Um, coming in and I, I was, um, I'm not afraid to say I was a little too amped up and I, I was, I was wild. 
So I think um, there, it definitely is a little different depending on the game situation. Um, going in in a clean inning, you're like that. This is my inning. This is what I like. I know what I have to do, and I'm going to go out and do it. Um, but coming into d- dirty innings sometimes can get like the juices flowing a little more because you're like, I want to take care of this. I want to shut the door on these guys and shut them down. But um, I think, like I said, like something I need to work on, and I'm sure a lot of other minor leaguers need to work on it as well, is just being able to have that same mentality no matter what the situation is. So uh, we all saw what happened uh, with Chris Sale a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago in Worcester. Have you ever had an episode like that? Uh, that's a yes. Yes, 100%. 100%. I remember uh, I, I haven't had too many um, in pro ball because, I, I mean, it's pro ball. Like, sh- like shit's going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, like guys are going to hit home runs. These are the best hitters in the game. Uh, like I, I, I will get frustrated with myself because I'm hard on myself and I, I, I have high expectations. But I think the worst one was in college and we were facing ECU who like their fan section is ridiculous. They come at you. And uh, we had we were torched through the first uh, two games. They destroyed us. And we come out Sunday and we were like, we can't let the, them sweep us because all of all this, all the schools in that um uh, in our conference, we're, we're very like, we're at each other a hundred percent. Um, and so we came out, we were losing five, three when I came into the game in the, like, I came in like the fourth inning and I pitched till the ninth. but I knew this one kid, Alec Burleson, who's, uh, in triple a with, uh, the Cardinals dude can hit anything. Um, and he hit a home run off of me. And made the game. We came back, and uh, it made the game nine eight, um, and we were still winning. But instead of it being nine five, it was nine eight now. And I came in the dugout, and I just punched the shit out of the door, the bathroom door, and I was screaming. I was so pissed because we were friends too. So I was like, "How did I let him get me like that?" Um, but we ended up winning the game, which was awesome. And another little. Fun tick to that was my parents actually got to come see me play for that game. And I'm waving to them in the crowd after we win. And <laughs> the um, the fans for ECU thought I was, like, waving them goodbye, like, taunting them. <laughs> and this one, this one, Southern as it gets, dude, is right next to my parents cursing me out from the stands. And my parents are looking at him like, He's just waving to us, guy. <laughs> wow. But I mean, it made sense. Like at the end of the day, if you take two out of three from us, and then someone's taunting you, waving you goodbye, I'd, I'd, I'd have the same reaction. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so something like that happens more often than people actually like than than people think, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 100. percent. I mean, I I think with the Chris Sale thing, the only thing that really like made it seem like it was bad is just like it's chris sale he's always gonna have a camera on him doing what he does and he had a great reaction to it i saw an interview with him and he was like i'm gonna do that because that's what that's me like that that's what he's frustrated that he didn't pitch well which is understandable honestly i would have a bigger problem if chris pitched bad and then just didn't give a shit about it like to be honest so I, my favorite, my favorite part was when he just like he started karate kicking. 
Brendan, you're a pretty big dude, man. Um, has anyone ever been dumb enough to charge you while you're on the mound? <laughs> like, um, no, no, no one's smart, ever smart, smart. Um, but I have like gotten into like talking with some guys and stuff like that. Yeah, but no one's ever like charged the mound or anything like that. Do you do you ever joke around like you know, like preseason kind of stuff? Like, all right, what would I do? Oh, one hundred percent. I have a whole, <laughs> I have a whole plan in mind. If someone ever you ever seen uh, the Kyle Fonsworth fight? Oh yeah, have you ever seen that? that yeah, going right for the legs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> going right for like because you got to fit. You got we got to think here. This guy's got a helmet. He's got a bat. Mm-hmm. Like I got a glove out there. That's about it. So like one the like the best i think the best scenario is just ch- trying to take him to the ground and like staying out of like the upper region where all the hard things are <laughs> what you don't want to do former red Sox prospect this is a lot ed remembers this one izzy alcantara uh, uh if you ever youtube or i don't know if you saw us but his he was a uh, you know he was a hitter he because he knows the catcher is going to try to knock him down slow him mm-hmm. up he turns around and initially kicks the catcher in the chest protector, <laughs> knocks him down so he can get a clean. I think right. I have seen that. I I see that. that. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot but, of fun. But, I mean, you got it. He, he had it all thought out. Like he, he was like, that catcher's not stopping me. I'm going out. No. That because like that, that's usually the thing is like the batter's got to get around the catcher, like to get to him. So he, he had, he, he had a good plan there. <laughs> and Do you have baseman. a favorite, uh, do you have a favorite uh, baseball fight? Did you Did you guys see the fall league brawl? We no. had one last fall in uh, yeah. in in, the, in in Arizona. Yeah, I think that's my favorite because we were a part of it. Like, because that was a that was a full on like benches clearing. Like, and there's a whole backstory to it too, which like I I, I kind of don't want to get into. All due respect, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Ignoring the backstory part though, what, what happened? Cause that's going to be everybody that's uh Scottsdale Scorpion. It, so, right? so that's going to be everybody. So to, that was to go Smith. disclosure, but, um, it was Josh Winkowski. He's in the bigs for us yep. now. Um, so he, he and, a, um, another guy, uh, lived together and, uh, Josh likes to joke around a lot. And Josh was, we faced the same team the day before. Josh was joking around with him. The guy wasn't having a great game, and he got really mad at Josh. So we had to cross the um, the field to go to our locker room after that game, and this guy <laughs> and this guy meets us in center field, and he gets in Josh's face. And here we'll we'll watch it real quick. Oh, yeah. oh wow! Oh, Josh took it though. Josh, Josh took it. it. I'll I'll say one thing about Josh. Josh is not afraid of anybody. I, I I like he's a he's a funny guy, but he is not afraid of anybody. So anyway, so we he comes out to like as we're crossing the field and it's like, where's Josh? Where's Josh? And he comes out, drops all the stuff, gets in Josh's face, like pushes Josh. Josh pushes him back, and I have to. I'm getting in the middle of these two. Like Josh is a Josh is bigger than me. This other guy is husky as hell and i'm trying to get in the middle of these guys and everybody just has no problem just watching everybody they made like a circle around it like it's a schoolyard fight and the next day we face them again also the other team he's not playing that day 
but the other team in the bottom of the ninth decides to pinch hit him. Like it's like it was like instigating it a little bit. And Josh threw ninety nine right at his noggin, and uh, that that that's what ensued. Wow, I like it. Yeah, I, I can I can tell that Josh doesn't. He he's like a uh, uh, how do I say it appropriately? He's a, a no. No fucks given kind of guy, actually. A hundred percent. I don't think that was the best way. You, I mean, I, I think that really was the best way to say that. I no mean, nonsense. Went, I believe it's, no yeah. fucks. Uh, he he said he said that Wrigley Field. <laughs> what he said about Wrigley Field was great. Oh my gosh! That what he said about the Yankees was great. Uh, well, th- this is the thing about Josh is that like I lived I lived with him during our time there. He anything that comes to mind. Will come out of his mouth. He he has no he he doesn't care. Like he will say whatever comes to mind, whether you like it or not. And it's honestly pretty respectable at the end of the day. Like I, we were, the joke was is like, all right. So he he talked shit about Wrigley Field. He talked shit about Yankee Stadium. We wanted him to be like when they went to Tampa. He'd be like best field I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty hysterical. It would be. And I, I'm I'm really happy for him, man. He's he's pitching very well for uh, like uh, up in the bigs, and uh, yeah, it, it, like like I was saying about how like guys that I played against there are starting to really sprout in the bigs. I, he's definitely one of them, and it's 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 hard work paid off. That guy deserves it. Yeah, so you got to play with uh, with Brian Bello last year, right? Brian, uh, yes. yeah, he start he started off with us in high A. Was not there for long, needless <laughs> to say, um, and went up to Double A, shoved there, and then it's it's awesome to see him making his uh, making some starts up in the bigs. Is he as composed as he looks? Because that's the thing that's impressed me about him. My, and obviously, mm-hmm. his stuff is electric. Oh my god! He just seems his like he's been there. A mil- he's been there for years. Like the way that he just nothing seems to really phase him. I think that's something he learned in the past two years with like moving up so quickly. Um, because the year before I got to Greenville, I heard story like our pitching coach likes to tell us stories about how Bayo had a rough season. Like he had like a lot of times where he was down on himself, where he like sometimes where he was even crying. And um, to see him flip that switch from in tw- I think it was 2019 from in 2019. To 2021, it's amazing, and it, it's so awesome to see it, especially from such a young guy. And I think him knowing that he flipped that switch, and that he's able to go out there and pitch with confidence and like blow shit by people. It's I think that helps him just understand like, hey, like I'm I'm built for this, and he doesn't really let anything affect him in that in that way, just by understanding that. He wants like, like like he he's he's good he's he's he deserves to be there. I was just curious, uh, you know, during COVID, what, what did you uh, what how did that impact your you know baseball progression? You know, you know what, what did you do? You know, what how did that impact you? It was definitely disappointing um, at the beginning because it was going to be my first full season. And I, I, I had worked really, really hard on the off season that year, and I felt really ready to make a big impact. Um, but I mean, I didn't, I didn't skip a beat with it. Um, when I went home, no matter what was closed, what was open, I have uh, a couple friends from back home who we would go to 
like a sandlot in Philly that had like <laughs> that had like beer cans in the outfield, and we would just go out and throw every day. Like it didn't matter how cold it was, how warm it was. Like if a gym was open, we would get our work in, and I loved that. And um, then when things started getting a little better, I actually played in the men's league for a little bit <laughs> uh, before we came back to uh, instructs that fall and. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. That was some of the mo- most fun baseball I ever played in my life, playing in that men's league. How much did you dominate there? Like, how how much to shame did you? It, w- it was interesting, actually. One guy got a- hit a nuke off me. I was like, he was a college guy. Uh, there was a lot of college guys playing in that league because nothing else was really open. The right. college guy got me, and uh, besides that, it, I I did my thing. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty cool for them though, getting to bat against a pro. Also, I mean, that's what was. What would you say the the highlight for you of uh, of playing in that men's league was? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, to be honest, it was just like like being free out there. Like you didn't have to like really worry about anything. I was like, I can't. Oh, I will tell you the highlight. Actually, one time we had. Um, one of our players running late, so we only had eight guys. So I went out to shortstop, and I played shortstop. And the first ball of the game came right to me at shortstop. And I made the play, and then our guy rolls up after the first inning, and that was my game. But I, I that was it, it was awesome. You don't see a lot of left-handed shortstops. No, not too many anymore. <laughs> Hey, Brendan, I want to ask, uh, so you met my son, this, you know, uh, and he has not stopped talking about you watching <laughs> anything in fun because he just thinks it's a, he, he's been a Fenway, but mm-hmm. he's never been that close talking to someone who, yeah. you know, plays professional baseball. It really, ha- like, he's, like, it's, like, so his question was for you was because he really wants to play baseball now. Like, this is yeah. what he wants to do for life. But if you weren't playing baseball, what would be the, what would be the, the, the option if baseball wasn't an option for you for like if you, if you didn't go this route yeah. where do you think you'd be working on right now I was uh, growing up I I was really big into architecture and um, my buddy that I um... Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky in line at the deli I guess Aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, that, that I would throw with during that COVID, his dad is actually a really big architect in Philadelphia. And, um, he, uh, I got to do an internship there, um, during high school and it it was a blast. It was really interesting. Um, I'd have to say now that baseball has taken off, like what I want to do when I'm done is, um, uh, some sort of like motivational speaking. I really like talking to people, me and, uh, another one of our players are actually going to a camp run by a race scout tomorrow to talk to some kids, which should be fun. And I actually run another uh, Instagram page besides my own called uh, Letters by Lucci, where I put down like either pictures or um, like videos of me talking just to try and like give better perspective on life. Um, and like not, not none of like the bullshit, like just kind of help people understand that 
like I, I reflect on what I go through and I help people understand that like everyone's got their shit like at, at the end of the day. Um, because I think what like is a little troublish in today today's day and age, especially with social media, is that you only see what people want you to see. You only yeah. see the good things. We were actually talking about it today. When you look at Chris Sale, people look at him like, <clears throat> sorry, people look at him like, when he uh, like like at the top, like him striking out the guys in the World Series, stuff like that. But you don't know the Chris Sale that has to go through rehab because he broke his pinky. You don't know the Chris Sale that had to come back from Tommy John. There are a lot of people, like especially athletes, because we're kind of put on like this pedestal as if we're like not really humans. But a lot of athletes like go through a ton of like bad times, dark times. And it's what you do with those dark times, what you learn from it. I mean, at the beginning of the season, about a month in, I had like a 12 ERA. I was like, this sucks. <laughs> um, but that, but it's just about like, what do you do with it? Are you going to say, woe is me? Or are you going to strap up and say, I'm going to get through this? And I think at the end of the day, it's those things that really develop who we are and like make us um, who we're meant to be. Because now going through my career, which I hope will be a long one, if I ever go through a rough patch, I'm like, look, I got through it that one time. I'll be able to get through it now. And I, I, it's just something that I, I want to preach to like the younger guys and even people like, uh, like, like grownups as well, because we never really have it all figured out. We're continuously learning. We're continuously uh, getting better at certain things. And I just think it's so important for people to realize that, we're all human here. Yeah, and that, that, that you're absolutely right that that does get forgotten, especially in you know the with social media kind of highlight either the good or the bad. If you see mm-hmm. you know something like the other day with uh, Jared Duran uh, missing that fly ball, mm-hmm. and that kind of being, and I'm sure he wants to forget about that, and it's hard, yeah. to, kind of hard to um, get it move away from that, and that's um. It's interesting hearing that from a pitcher because I feel like you think about like the Ted Williams quote about baseball being the only endeavor where you can uh, fail seven out of ten times and be mm-hmm. one of the best at uh, yeah. at your sport. It's, I feel like it's uh, got to be a different mentality um, with a pitcher than that, but it does make sense that you're gonna you know you kind of do have to get back up after that. Would you say that you had a yeah. coach that really helped uh, like drill this in for you or has this been more of like a collaboration of experiences it's it's definitely been a collaboration things i've learned from uh several pitching coaches i mean our coach here uh bob kipper who pitched many years in the big leagues he's taught me a lot over my like just under two years with him um we have a coach in low a who was my coach in uh short season with lowell um nick green he taught me a lot uh my high school coach and my college coach were just both big on just competitiveness and just going out there like and coming at people like just like go put leave it all out there because like that's the that that's the thing is there's whether it's an outing or a year or my career there's never I never want to go like leave it and say like I could have done more or there's I I could have come with like like more intent and stuff like that or done something better. Um, so that, that, that's just kind of my mentality when I head out in the field is like, this could go really good or it could just easily, easily go really bad. That's baseball, but I'm going to leave it all out on the field. I'm going to give it everything I got. So 
Brendan, what what are you working on now? Like, what what's the goal? You know, you you have about another you know two, two months or so mm-hmm. you're left of the, of the season here. What's the goal for you know that you're working on for your personal goals here uh, for you know the remainder of this season? And what are you hoping for you know long term as well? Uh, well, this season, I mean, we're getting towards the end. It's been uh, like I said, I had a, I had a rough start, so it's been good be able being able to bounce back. Um, and, uh, I, I'm just looking like, like we're, we're kind of towards the end. So it's kind of like a sprint now. So I'm just hoping to, like I said, like come with everything I got for the rest of the year and, uh, ended on a good note because like, like, uh, our, our coaches preach, it's not really how you start, it's how you finish. And, um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to this off season, um, but being, uh, back in Philly and, um, I, I'm going to really, go hard this off season, like working on just trying to get a couple more ticks on my fastball, uh, working on the command. Obviously I was mentioning that earlier. Um, and just being able to come this spring training and know that I'm ready for whatever, uh, comes my way. What's the pitch that you want to refine the most? Um, I, well, the, uh, probably my cutter. Uh, well, it's kind of like more of like a slider. Um, but, I had like more of like a up and down slider, like it would kind of just fall off the table before. And I was having trouble throwing that for strikes because it would kind of all like it would go in the dirt a lot. Um, It was a hard pitch to land for strikes, I should say. Um, So I kind of switched to a cutter grip and it's more a little more like side to side. And I really like it. Um, It's it's helped me a lot. I've been able to throw it for strikes well. But um, it can always be better. And uh, my fastball, like the command of it, can always be better as well. So going into the offseason, I'm really focusing on that two-pitch mix. And um, if the Red Sox say, hey, maybe we want to add a third, work on this on the offseason, I'd be more than happy to. Cool. So I have one last question, and Mm -hmm. I always have, like, the jackass-type questions. So Um, your pitcher – would you say shocker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as a pitcher, have you ever uh, intentionally thrown at somebody because they were being like an asshole to you or something like that? I have not. I've always had that mentality. Um, is that? You know, I, I'd rather strike I, them out. I, I got to stop you. Is yeah. that the answer that you're like, you're given? <laughs> like no, 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 no. I, I swear. <laughs> because there is one person I will. I, I'm going to throw at. Like, <laughs> I will not tell you his name. I will not tell you his name. But there's one person that I'm going to throw at, and uh, I. It was because I. Um, he's a big leaguer now, and um, we played each other at one point, and uh, it was during spring training, and he was big league rehabbing, and we uh, <laughs> we. Um, he, I was a little wild that day, and he came up to the box and he told them he wasn't going to hit, and he walked he walked away, and I was like, okay, I see how it is. All right, well, I'll see you down the road because a friend he was afraid of me hitting him. So if you're afraid of it, get ready. <laughs> I'm just kidding, um, but not really at the same time. <laughs> 
can, can, can you sum it down, like what team he's on? No, or what, no, what no, no. I, 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 it's it's got to be a surprise. Because, like, let's say this like gets out or something. I'm a hundred percent getting thrown out of that game. If I, <laughs> I that'll, be, know. that'll be the time someone charges the mound. So, is he a small guy, average build, <laughs> or are you going against he, someone? To be honest, I don't remember uh, too much what he looks like. You better but remember. Did he have a I remember beard? the name. I remember the name. It's it is locked in in there. <laughs> but no, I, I like I said, I never believed in throwing at people. Like I'm, I'm a big. I just want to strike you out, guy. Fair enough. So, so I got when one you, more when you end up throwing at this person, we'll know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> so I got. Oh, one that's more him. Um. <laughs> You're with Greenville. They've got, I think, one of the most fun batting orders right now, certainly in the Red Sox system, with mm-hmm. Nick Northcott and Joe Davis, yeah. Nico Cavadas, and I mean yeah. other guys that are a little higher on the prospect list, like um, mm-hmm. you know, like Nick York and Matthew Lugo. What oh, is batting yeah. practice like watching there? Is that just like is that just a show? Is it I, just, I mean, I told you I like to run around, but I pretty much only run around every one, every five. <laughs> five hits like because okay so have you ever seen greenville's field i like, i've okay. seen i've seen it i've never been there but i have seen it yeah okay so they're right behind behind the green monster there's a hotel joe davis pretty much puts it on top of the hotel every day <laughs> <laughs> and miko hit nukes alex Benellis when he was here rip balls and york i think york's is one of the most impressive because York focuses going on opposite field in batting practice, and he still hits liners like it, it like it's ridiculous. And but yeah, I mean, I like it, batting practice here is is something that's fun to watch for sure. I got to ask you, uh, which one do you dread more? All right, which which play as a pitcher? Uh, wild pitch that uh, that scores a run, mm-hmm. or the little weak grounder to the pitcher and you almost have too much time and you air mail it over the first baseman's head. It depends. Is the wild pitch my fault or did it count by the catch? <laughs> no, think- no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. I want to do it. It's your fault, but uh-huh. you have a good, you have a good lead. So that run didn't really hurt. Oh, oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent go into uh, the, the, the throw to first. Yeah. Cause that's just like, Everybody like uh, wild pitches happen. They happen, but if you throw it over at first, you're just sitting there like, and you feel like an idiot. Because <laughs> it can't be easy. Like, because you see, like, is it is it just too much time? Like, mm-hmm. you know, if it does happen, is it just too much? I well, to be honest with you, sometimes like, I get the I get rid of the ball as soon as possible because I'm not going to give myself time to think. It's so funny you say that too because Thad Ward, he. Um, he he we like we we mess with each other a lot he started for us today and yeah. this is what reminds me of it he had his first um big league uh outing in um spring training last year last year's spring training and he uh he got a grounder and he threw it over <laughs> he said the sun was in his eyes but i don't believe it. <laughs> um, always, yeah, definitely, like- what it always gives me like anxiety or whatever when the ball gets thrown, uh, gets hit back to the pitcher, and they got to turn around and throw it to second base. It's like, oh, uh-huh. please don't airmail it out to the center fielder. 
Yeah, I, I think that's that's one of the most interesting things is like sometimes it's better to just do it as quick as you can, let your instincts work. And 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 like the coaches will be like, "Why are you rushing?" Like, no, I'm not giving myself a chance to think about that. <laughs> I am just going. It kind of reminds throw- me of uh, of that Matt Strom play from last week when he uh, when he made that throw to first down that line drive. Like, where yeah, no, he's clearly just doing mm-hmm. doing what his brain told him immediately. There's a guy on our team, Devin Rodall. Um, he's one of the funniest dudes I've met. And he, uh, the other, like he got, he had a little bit of a rough outing and he got a grounder and he threw it at least 95 to first base. It was ridiculous. And it, it was harder than any pitch he threw that day. I will, I firmly <laughs> believe that. And, it, yeah, it's just so funny. So that like that's the thing is like sometimes we're just like like let it let it eat. You don't got to take your time or try and be careful. Just nice. All right. Uh, and say running from me, man. I can't say thank you enough, man, because you're you're hysterical, bro. And <laughs> we we are definitely. Huge fans. We're gonna be, you know, keeping an eye on you. Highlight you, um, you know, uh, just nothing but love and, and really appreciate everything from from this end. I appreciate I do, that greatly. I, I do want to say one thing. Uh, there is a, a a pesky report shove. So like when you come on the show, a, a lot of the players end up doing really well. So, like, we've had Brian Van Bell on. He's mm-hmm. been doing good. We have Cole Conham on. He's been doing mm-hmm. good. We've had Nick Sogard on. He's been doing good. So, get ready. We're gonna, we're, yeah, get so, ready. So, basically, like, after I shove for the rest of the year, I'll have you guys to thank. Yeah, like, absolutely. Okay, okay. It's 100% you. Uh, I'll, I'll be like, uh, if anybody asks, like, how how'd you, how'd you, how'd you, how'd you end the season so well, Brendan? Oh, well, I went on the pesky report, so like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a it's a thing. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, I appreciate you. I, I definitely appreciate you coming on. Uh, these two guys were like very very high on getting you on, and really wanted me to come on and meet you and whatnot. Um, and I've heard nothing but good stuff about you. So, and Thank I will you. be paying attention. I really appreciate you guys having me. Uh, it, it was an absolute pleasure. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, uh, we will see. Thank you. Thank you on my behalf as well. Uh, hopefully, we'll have you again here sometime. And, uh, I'd love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. We'll be uh, we'll be back in an hour to record our uh, recap episode. But uh, yeah, no. Thanks so much for uh, for coming. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks for Thanks for watching. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Pesky Report. Make sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.